This is Sacred Calm. I'm your host, Troy Borst. Every week we will have some meaningful encouragement for you in the area of homiletics. Whether you're a veteran sacred communicator or a brand new preacher, you will be informed, helped, and encouraged. You can find all episodes of Sacred Calm free on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Reach out to us on Twitter, at Sacred Calm. Thank you for joining us. Let's jump in. Preaching is serious business in my book. Serious business. I happen to think it's also serious business in God's book as well. Preaching God's Word is an absolute privilege and a pleasure in my life. I also happen to believe that a person should be called by God to enter into full-time ministry. I think a person should be called in order to preach the Word. I hold it that high. I do. Now, that is my personal belief. But that belief is based on Scripture. What are some Scriptures? I was doing some reading and, and not proof texting, but some of these Scriptures inform us about God and calling people to preach and, and to minister for Him, things like that. Uh, Jeremiah 1.5, for example, I'm reading from the ESV. It says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Now, I do know specifically, I'm not taking out of context, this is specifically talking about Jeremiah. This is specifically talking uh, that God is speaking to him, um, that God uh, formed him, that he knew him, that he had appointed him to be one of his prophets. Yes, I know, in context, it's to Jeremiah. However, it does show that that in the past, and God does call and appoint people to speak for him. That's all, that's kind of some of the background of that of that particular verse. And I was thinking of 1 Timothy 5.17. Um, Paul is speaking to Timothy. He says, Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. Now, now, there were overseers in the early church who were dedicated to preaching and teaching. And in fact, it it was a an honorary, not an honorary, but it was a, uh, a position of honor, and not just honor, but double honor. This is important. This is serious. This is a a, an undertaking worthy of doing in the church. And that was true in the, in the early church, even in Paul's days. Then I thought of Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 12, again, from the ESV. And he gave the apostles, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure and the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now this verse says, very specifically, in the church, this is in context in the church, it is God who is giving apostles and prophets and evangelists and shepherds and teachers, and He is setting them apart for that work. He is calling them into service. He is giving them the gifts of that of that role in the body of Christ. God brings about those in the body of Christ who have the job of communicating the knowledge of the Son of God, and in these verses, specifically, specifically for the purpose of maturing believers. Fullness of Christ is the goal. So, 
it seems scriptural to me that one can be called to be a minister to preach the gospel. Now, how do you know? I'm going to I'm going to argue in this podcast that you need to be called to preach. You need to. I think there are plenty of examples of folks who volunteer to preach, who fall into preaching, who are hired to preach, and it's not God's will. You need to be called. I think there are three steps that you can take or three things that you need to consider if you feel like the Lord might be calling you into ministry. What do you do? How do you navigate that? How do you know if the Lord is calling you to preach, to be in ministry? Three things. Number one, the inward call. The inward call. Can you put into words or maybe even write it down God's call on your life to be a minister? How do you know that that is what he wants you to do with your life? For me, that inward call came when I was a senior in high school. I was considering what to do with my life, and and I had decided on being a teacher or maybe going into law. And we had a, um, a substitute um, Sunday school teacher one particular Sunday, and I think he was just kind of thrown into the role, and, and one of the, the other teacher was sick, and his lesson was on listening to God in prayer, that many times in prayer we speak, we have our list, we do, you know, all the things that we do in prayer, but rarely do we sit and listen. And I had been praying about what I was supposed to do with my life. We make seniors in high school decide what they're going to do for the rest of their lives, and I just prayed, and, and, I, and I finally listened, and I heard the call. Um, that... There was an inward call. It was not audible. I did not hear the voice of the Lord, but preaching is all I can do. It is the call of my life, and I I got it on that day. So the inward call. Um, Can you put into words, maybe even write it down, God's call on your life to be a minister? Now, I, I don't want to be judgmental or lay something out where if you can't say it, you can't write it down, that God's not calling you, but it, there needs to be a call. You need to understand that. You need to understand what that means and um, and understand that he has indeed called you. The second thing to think about, step one or whatever, inward call. Number two, external affirmation. When you mention this call to others, um, have they honestly agreed that this is possible? Are there believers around you that, that agree, oh, yes, I can see that, or maybe ask them to pray on it um, and then gather together and talk about it. Now, I'm going to give a little, um, little added thought on this. Your mother or grandmother or other selected Meemaw uh, does not count. Um, you may disagree with me on that, but uh, many times uh, our family will tell us either what we want to hear or they will be proud that we will be a minister. Um, what I'm talking about, external affirmation, is others in your life who are either other believers, um, spiritual mentors, uh, pastors of your church, um, whatever it might be, Do would they agree that they see perhaps the, the buds of the, uh, you know, the seeds and the buds of gifting, uh, you have the personality, uh, you know, maybe they may even invite you to kind of walk walk with them a little bit in some ministry. 
Um, it's external affirmation. Do others see it? Now, I, again, I don't want to be so judgmental and to put things on God, but if 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 you're saying to people, hey, I'm going to be a minister, and and you don't get that external affirmation, pause, pray, uh, try to figure out why it is that those people that are spiritual mentors for you, that are in your church, that are your Sunday school teacher, your and and yes, your parents and, and siblings too, but what do they have to say? That is important. Because um, I don't think God calls us in a vacuum. I think he's calls us amongst, you know, out of our group. Then the third thing um, is, do you have other options? Um, do you have, and by, by, by that I mean, do you have an opportunity, whether it be a business or a career, a family business, um, a passion that you can that you can do for, for your, your lifelong living, you know, to make a paycheck. If you can do that and, find, and see yourself being totally fulfilled, um, is there another path that will bring fulfillment and happiness to you? If there is, then do that. Um, the, the, the way that I think about this calling and the way that, um, that I believe the scriptures call it, even if we go back to Jeremiah, we go back to Paul, uh, we think about Timothy, um, they had no other option. God called them into his service. They, he called them to preach. He called them to teach. He called Paul to be the prophet to the nations, to the Gentiles. He could literally do nothing else. Now, it's a, of course he did something else. He was a tent maker. You are correct. But tent making did not fulfill him. Tent making was not his business. When he says, you know, if, if Paul were to say, I'm about my father's business, he was not talking about tent making. He was talking about preaching, talking about sharing the gospel. And so when you when you think about that other options, if I'm about my father's business and there are other options that you have, do that. Dig in, lean in to that passion and and let let the the leadership or the, the passion for preaching, maybe God has picked somebody else. Now, that doesn't mean that you you can't be useful in the kingdom. There are lots of people who are passionate, dynamic, influential, meaningful Christians, and they're not preachers. It, it, preaching is a job. It is a role. It is a gift. And not everybody has the same gift. There's, there's scripture on that. Um, so again, as you think about uh, the call, am I called? To be a preacher? Am I called to be somebody to share the, this about the Word of God? Everybody is, yes. We are all in the priesthood of you know believers and all of that, but I again I am talking about the specific person who in the church has been given the, the task and the job uh, to to preach and teach that job that Paul talks about that's worthy of double honor. Again, think about the inward call external affirmation, and do you have other options? Well, that's it for this episode of Sacred Com. Send us a message on Twitter with any questions. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you catch us on wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next week with more content. God bless you.